0: Alrighty. Make our way back to our seats. Good morning, everybody. My name is Pastor Rich, lead pastor here at Grace Point Church. And how's everyone doing this morning? Alrighty, we're going to continue in our series called All In. And this one here is called Cast Everything Out. Cast Everything Out. Everyone say cast, cast everything, everything, everything out. out. Okay, we're going to say it with some soul. Cast. Everything, Everything. Out. out. See? We'll make y'all rappers soon. <laughs> We're going to go to cha- uh, Genesis chapter 21, verses 9 through 14. 21, verses 9 through 14. So on the screens, if you don't have your Bible, again, I'll be using the ESV. But Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had born to Abraham, Abraham laughing. So she said to Abraham, cast out this slave woman with her sons, for the son of this slave woman shall not be heir with my son Isaac. How many say conflict? conflict. This is the first blended family, okay? Uh, and the thing was very displeasing to Abraham on, on account of his son. But God said to Abraham, "Be not displeased because the boy, uh, because of the boy and because of the slave woman. Whatever Sarah says to you this time, do it as she tells you to. Tells you for." Through Isaac shall your offspring shall be named, and I will make a nation of the son of the slave woman also because of his offspring. So Abraham rose early in the morning, took bread and skin of water, and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder, along with the child, and sent her far away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Bathsheba. There is a story, well, there's really an event that takes place every Spring, if you ever get a chance to go to England, England's got beautiful countryside, especially in the springtime. In the wintertime, you can hardly see anything because it's so cloudy and rainy. During the springtime, the birds find a place to build a nest. Every type of bird will go ahead and start building nests all over the, for their for the young. They lay eggs and for the young to be born. All the birds get together, except one bird, the cuckoo bird. The cuckoo bird doesn't want to build its own nest. It winds up going to find a sparrow's nest and lays its big cuckoo egg in the sparrow's nest and then takes off. With a sparrow, the mom comes home, sees three, at least three sparrow eggs and this one big cuckoo egg sitting in the middle. She pays no attention to it, and she sits on it, and she hatches the eggs. They hatch. She runs off and gets worms, and you know how little babies, baby chicks, they scream out. And they want their mouths open to get the worms. Well, the cuckoo bird's a lot bigger, has a bigger mouth, and a lot of cry. So the cuckoo bird winds up, the baby winds up getting all the meals. And two things happen. The cuckoo bird can grow up so fast, so big, that it pushes the sparrows out of the nest. Or it can grow up so fast that it starves the sparrows before they fall up the nest. Now, farmers will go around and tell you, and they'll look underneath the trees about the season and see a lot of sparrows laying, babies laying on the ground dead because they got pushed out before they are too soon, too early. When you look at this story where we're talking about Abraham, you're looking at two things here. You're looking at two natures trying to be in the same house. Let me give you a little history about Abraham. Up to the point. Last week we talked about God had visited him, told him you have one year left before you'll have a child. You'll have Isaac will be born. Well, come you go to chapter next. God visits Abraham again on the way to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember Lot? How many remember Lot in the story? Well, Lot since he has the sensation for cities, he wound up inside Sodom and Gomorrah. He's at the gate. God was going to destroy the city. Abraham decided to pray. God, if there's 50 people, will you destroy it? 50 righteous? He said, I will not destroy for 50. He works all the way down to 10. I will not destroy for 10 righteous. Well, he didn't find 10. He only found four. And the four, he had to, the angels had to pull a lot out of the city. If You get to read the stories in chapter 19 and 20, because the city was overrun with uh, evil and debauchery. And God said, "That's my cries of enough. I'm going to sweep this city clean. Well, Lot gets out, finally, gets out. Abraham turns around, had to see, because he's waiting 12 months, because he knows in 12 months he's going to have the child. He never sees Lot. He doesn't know if Lot was destroyed in the the, um, fire or not. Now, Lot's wife looked back. She turned to stone. Lot decided not to go into another city. He went to the cave where his two daughters slept with him. So we hear about the story of the Moabites. That was the first daughter, the oldest daughter, because they slept with the father. The Amorites is the second daughter that slept with their father. Incest. Seeing them come into the Bible. See what happens without God, things start to take place. He gets good. It's still a year left. Abraham decides to go on another journey. Runs into another king. This sin in his heart, the lies, because Abraham was a humble man, but he struggled. With the, on the inside of his own nature and God and what God wanted him to do. Yeah. Well, he, what happened to him, he actually lied again on his wife to the king. Tell him I'm your sister so they won't kill me. So Abimelech, the king, takes his wife again. She's about, she's 90 right about now. Take, yeah, she's a fox at 90. <laughs> it's in the book. And um, God visits Amalek. What are you doing? That's a man's wife. God, I'm innocent. I just, you know, I didn't know. He said, I know. That's why I didn't let you touch her. So he decides to ring out Abraham. How can you curse me? Because your sin has sinned my whole nation. God cursed that city, that whole na- that city because of the sin of Abraham. Now, how many know that sin is not private? That lie. Also, that lie messed with everyone because what happened was God closed up the wombs of all the people in the city. So Abraham had to want to pray for, for the wounds to be open. And he said, you need to get out of here. Take more stuff than just get out of here. Well, the sins of the father can pass down to the sons and daughters. Because if you go to Genesis chapter 26, Isaac with Rebekah, tell them I'm your brother. Now, where do you get that from? Daddy. Now, I get back to the cuckoo bird. Each and every one of us have a Cougar Bird, an Ishmael, and an Isaac in our lives. It's called our old nature yes. and our new nature that Christ has given us. When you get into the house, it's a blended family. At this time, we know how Ishmael was born. He's about, he's about 15, close to 17. Child comes new baby, Isaac, he stops to mock Isaac, the old nature, because she was born, as the Bible says, in Galatians. She was born, he was born of the flesh, but Isaac was born, Ishmael was born of the flesh, but Isaac was born of the spirit. Represent our old nature and our new nature, and we all struggle with it. Abraham struggled with it as much as humble as he was or or, or obeyed God. But that nature will come up when he got frightened that he would lie to save his own neck. And we all have a cuckoo bird inside of us that shows up sometime on a daily basis, sometime on a weekly basis that we have to deal with on a daily, hourly, minute basis second basis. So what you see in the house here is what we call the conflict between Ishmael and Isaac. The flesh, Ishmael, and the spirit, Isaac. In Galatians 4, 28-29 says Ishmael was born in flesh, Isaac was born in the promise, which is the spirit. And we all struggle with it because we came out of that life before we met God and we got a new nature. But that doesn't mean our old nature goes away. Now we're subdued because of the finished work of Christ, but there's a daily work for us to do. And it's a day by day, sometime hour by hour, sometime hour minute by minute, sometimes second by second on living this life out. And what I want to do in uh, the next few minutes is take um, pull three things from here. Paul talked about it also in Romans 7:29. He says, "I do the thing, I, for I do not do the what I want, but the evil I don't want to do I wind up doing." He was in conflict. He said, "Oh, wretched man!" You know, y'all reading like I don't understand what he's talking about. Well, he's having, he's bipolar. And that's how we were. We didn't know we were in sin before Christ. And then we came and we get born again in the church, and then we go outside and we, oh man, all the stuff I was doing, not my new nature sin. That's not right. What do you mean that's not right? I can do that. No, you can't. Oh, this you don't have that conflict. You can't curse that person. Oh, yes, I can. I, no, you can't. The angel devil, you know that movie stuff. The conflict is in the house. The cuckoo bird. The sparrow, mother, ignored it. Abraham was known about it. Abraham had to make three choices. The first one was, excuse me, you got to choose, you can choose to obey God's command. He had to choose to put off the old nature. And you choose to exercise the new nature. Those are the choices that Abraham had to make. Those are choices we have to make every day, every hour, every second. And we're all prone to it. Because whatever you feed is what you're going to do. First one, he had to choose to obey God's command. Wife said, no, I want her out. Now, last time he listened to his wife, Got him in trouble. Right. This time, I know he said, wait a minute, that's my son. I've known him. He's gonna have some type of promise. He's my 15 year old teenager. How can you gonna tell her to leave? God, tell her that she's wrong. God said, No, 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 no. She's right. He's gonna get inheritance, but it cannot be in this house because you cannot mix the flesh and the spirit. So he did. He chose to obey God's command. He didn't ignore it. He didn't pretend that it wasn't there. He didn't try to cover it. Now we try to pretend, I don't have that issue. That's just my personality. (laughs) Come on, somebody. And we have it for 20 years? No, when you are lost, that's liable. I mean, that was legal. But when you know Jesus, (laughs) it's time to change. Now, sometimes it takes us 20 years, but you need to change. Now, I'm going to name off some things, okay? Now, you'll know you're dealing with one of them. You'll say, I'm not, I don't have that issue. Okay, if you, here's your thing. You can tell if you have an issue, all of us have, that we all fall prey to. If you're sitting here today saying, I wish so-and-so was here to hear this. (laughs) You're dealing with pride. So you can't cover the conflict. The spell act like it didn't there. It wasn't there. Big old egg. Your anger problem is there. We know it. Sin, It's not private sin. Did you think it's private? If it's pornographic, it's not private. You're killing yourself and you're killing your future mate. All those things. The nature tries to rise up all the time. You know when you get caught off in traffic? I know y'all say bless the Lord. <laughs> I was in San Antonio this week. Everyone's angry. Because I was driving my speed limit for the first time because I don't know my way around. I'm like, whoa. And I read that. I'm like, God. Can I just send a day and tell them they're number one? Anyway, no. Well, I got told I was number one at, four, at least four or five times. The nature that visits us. You didn't know you had him. It's there. They obey God's command. She has to go. He has to go. You got to cast him out on a daily basis for the rest of our lives. It's not a one-day event. It's an everyday event. Second one is, you got to choose to put off the old nature. And how do you do that? Well, you'd make choices. You had one choice at a time, sometimes for a dozen times a day. (laughs) Give you an example. You go to Walmart. This happens at lunchtime. And you know, no one takes cash anymore. But someone or no one does checks anymore. You ever notice that in Walmart? But you're in line. And they're not ready. So it takes them a while to write the check. Now you're only there 1.3 seconds. And they're like, what day is it? And they're talking. (laughs) And you only have a thing of milk. That's all you have. And you're like, I will leave the money and leave. How, what is your nature saying bless the Lord all my soul <laughs> exactly a choice I see young families have to make that choice every week in the store put the toy down I don't want to put the toy down put the toy down I don't want to put the toy down. and you have to make a choice Because I know your mind's like, I'm going to kill you when you get home. (laughs) But praise the Lord. Nature. Someone says, you're an idiot. Yes, I am. Praise the Lord. Minute by minute, second by second. It's that nature. And God will test you in it. If it's in a jam, will you lie? False witness. Those things. We got to put it off, guys, every day. It's a choice. We have to put it off. We really do. What is your Ishmael? What is your Ishmael? In Colossians 3, 5, it says this. Put to death. Wow. That means kill. (laughs) Therefore, what is what? earthly, in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passions, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Now, we live in a society today that people's perversion is put on television. It's publicly in front of us, and what's right now is wrong. What's wrong is right, which is no different than the book of Judges. Everyone does what's right in their own mind. But it's put before you. He said we got to put the, because that's what's in us, the old nature We have to put that out. We got to destroy that. And the way that word destroys is not a one-time thing. Every single day I got to pick up my cross and follow every hour, every thought, every word. Yeah. It's a choice. Because you can't say it's my mother's fault. You can't say it's my daddy's fault. I told someone today, you know, everyone's looking for someone to blame. That was okay when you were eight. Yep. Now you're 38. Grow up. Yep. Take responsibility for your life. 8 through 10 says this, but now you must put on, put them all what? Away. Put them away. Oh, this is a good one. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Now he's talking to the church. He's not talking to outsiders. I just want you to know that. those people out? No, they're talking about the church. Okay? Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put on the old self, see it like a coat, and you have put on the new self, which is being renewed, what? In the knowledge after the image of its creator. When you walk, it says in Romans, when you walk by the image of the world, you walk by the image of the creature. When your mind's being renewed, you get your mind's being renewed at the image of the creator. We have A lot of times we have forsaken the creator to worship the creature. When he's talking about taking off a coat and putting it on, it just putting on a new coat, putting on a new garment, a new garment of praise. Behold, all things are old, become all things are new. Now you have a new nature. That doesn't mean your old nature go away. It means you can subdue your old nature because you have the power of Christ in you. And after the image, and it says being renewed. That means not a one time thing. Every single day, I got to make a choice to renew my mind to handle today. And yesterday's um, revelation is not going to work today. It's not going to work tomorrow, especially if I go flying airlines. I don't really particularly like flying. Did I always lose my clothes? But I'm going to say praise the Lord since I had to preach this sermon. Y'all think I'm kidding? Have those moments with my bags? Well, sir, you know, it's, we don't know. You don't know? Praise <laughs> the Praise the Lord. <laughs> Maybe I'm supposed to witness to you. That's my, supposed to be my response. My first you don't know where my bags, my clothes is in. Anyway, see, you get, te- oh, Lord, don't test me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all like, I don't do that. You, I see you in line. <laughs> I see you in line. I'm just kidding. What do we do? Says, put on the new. Here's another what we gotta do. Choose to exercise a new nature. How many love exercise? How many actually do it? Yeah, that, let's hands went up. He okay, said, so like choices we make, guys, are like spiritual workout routines. Spiritual workout, the choices we make. In 1 Timothy. Four A says, "While bodily training is for some value, godliness of value is in every way. It holds promise not for the present life, but also the life to come. There's a value in training and godliness, but it's a training. Every day you got to exercise. You got to get in the Bible every day, and every day get in the Bible. You got to pray, but you got to exercise it because you're trying to break old habits, because you've been spending the rest of your, all your years in the old na- most of your years in the old nature." How you respond, how you react, how you do things, and you can't take it, you try to take it into the new, it doesn't work. But you gotta exercise to build new habits, new habits of kindness, new habits of love and grace for one another. New habits that if in your nature, I'm not gonna give you any grace. I'm not gonna even give, be kind to you today. Because that's what your old nature would say. But you can't respond at uh, your old, you gotta respond your new. The only way you can build your new up is to exercise it. And how we do this, every choice every day is an exercise. It's a spiritual workout. Some days I'm good the first half of the week, the first half of the day. After lunch, uh uh-oh. Depends if I get tired. We're all there. The greatest thing is, again, right choices bring freedom. Wrong choices put you back in this cycle of sin. Just put you right. You want to get out of it, and con- you keep repeating it. Keep repeating it. Keep repeating it because of your wrong choices. I tell people all the time: as a young in, in marriage, you are having trouble in marriage. Don't go to someone who's divorced. They got good advice. No, they're my friend. They're not your friend. You got to leave them. That's not good advice. That's a cycle. They're in it now. They want to put you in it. You know, misery loves company. You got to exercise this thing. And it takes work. It takes work reading. Because God, I mean, sometimes you have one, You ever been there? You have one of those great prayer times at home? This was great. And you walk out the, that next day, I mean, that next minute, you go outside, you're tested. You see if it really stuck. <laughs> or was this just a, oh. my, One of my mentors said this. He said, we were telling him after he preached. He said, you know something, guys? And he was, he was rough. I can't do that like today because y'all get offended and leave. And he told the guys, he said, you know, guys, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear if that's a good message or not. I want to hear, did it stick? I want to hear, did it change you? If it didn't change, I mean, you didn't hear anything. So we never say a good message anymore. He said, I expect change. And he taught us to exercise. Romans 6, read now all the time. Romans 6, Romans 6, Romans 6. Read that, memorize it. Memorize that. That thing that you deal with, whatever that is, you know, you act like no one knows, God knows. You find the scriptures, you get in the back of your Bible, you find that word and you find the scriptures, you read that, you exercise it to repel that. Because let me tell you, the deeper you get with Christ, the more intensity it comes. It doesn't, you don't get to, your vacation is another trial. Another test. You go from one test to another. And you. I wrote this the other day. Here's you on one step. Your next step is always a wilderness before you get to the new one. So you have a wilderness period. What happens in the wilderness? No one understands, but you and God enjoy if you're in the wilderness right now because you're about to get promoted. But then guess what? You're not going to get a vacation. You're going to get more work. But we got to exercise it. I do that all the time. See my mom? Look at that. I got guns, man. You no, know I do? I walk because that's what I can do. So I can eat because I love to eat. So I walk. The more I want to eat, the more I want to walk. I'm disciplined. I don't have an issue. And here's the thing. When you're doing this, it's not willpower. Because when you preach this, sometimes people say you have that willpower. No, we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to change. Romans eight eleven. So put that up for me. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, man, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. He said it dwells in you three times. He's your helper. He empowers you when you're exercising. He's your spotter. You're not alone when you do this. Now, you're alone when you try to work it out morally. But when you're in the super, when you working with God, he is helping us on a constant basis because he wants you to win. Yeah, yes. He wants you to win. At all times. So the nature, our nature is empowered by the Holy Spirit. I'll give, you, I'll give you an example. How many love cup coffee cups? Hi Mike, how you doing? Now I used to work in a restaurant. And I used to give people coffee and, and all those other things. And I had this trick I used to do it this way because I, used to, you know, hold it. In my right, I'm left-handed, and I wanted to make sure if I had multiple plates, I can do this. And I would serve drinks this way. Which drink do you want, Mike? Why? It's the thought of having germs in your thumb. <laughs> what? That's how I am, Mike. That's my personality, brother. You're not going to deal with my personality? has nothing to do with you. You're stuck up, aren't you? <laughs> now, God calls us to love God and love people. What do we present to God? If this is a cup of water, do we present this or do we present that? This is the old nature. It's the new nature. Who's being held by God on the outside, and He's cleaning us up from the inside. I don't need to do this on my own. Well, oh, I need to. Let me fix it. I'm slipping. Don't. Do you want anything? You're good. You just messed up. You need to leave the church. It's my own nature. I would smack you because you just know something. My thing there. That's good. Who wants? You know. You get it? Now, the new nature is always being filled with water and overflowing. Old nature, I'm trying to work it out. And I present this. And now, if you want to meet somebody new, it's just my personality. Jesus loves you. Which one do you think they're going to take? They're not going to take this because there's no difference between me and you. They'll take this. That's the difference. See? That's why you got to choose to obey God. And every day I got to keep my finger out this cup. I'm prone to, I can wake up in the morning with the finger in the cup. Depending on the day. And I got to do this. And this is from 8 to 10 sometime. And then from 10 to 12, depending on my phone call. You know, that? I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a pastor. no one sees me. You know that kind of stuff, but it has nothing to do with that. It's about the nature I'm feeding. Now, your nature, your nature, will determine your appetite. See, I want to tell you guys. Some of you guys, if you just been coming to church because your mom came to church, your dad came to church, the only way you can beat this is to be born again. When Nicodemus came to Jesus, and what it means, he said, "You got to be born again. What is born of the flesh is the flesh. What is born in spirit is the spirit. You can't work this off. Only the spirit can transform you." Mike, you sure you don't want it? We're friends, man. Not anymore. (laughs) Now you can wash the cup. You can wash the cup. You don't want to wash the cup. I know my friend will wash the cup, I've both cups. and he wash both cups. See? You don't want give it here, man. My old nature now. You're amazing. You amazing. That's why I'm messing with you. You know, Kate. You know, Christian, right? Okay. This guy's got something on him. That's why I'm messing with him. Oh, you do? Okay. Get on it, then. Anyway. What we're gonna do, guys? This is scripture, 1 John 1, 9, which I depend on every day, every hour, every minute. It's one of my memorizations. God is saying this. If we confess our sins habitual, whatever it is, he is what? And what? To what? And to what? He cleanses the cup. He cleanses it from us, from all unrighteousness. Now this is the finished work of Christ but what we, I'm talking about, a fancy word that you probably need to write down in theology is called sanctification. It's a daily process. The more we're sanctified the more we start looking like Jesus but the God's, God's mission for, on earth is for us is to look more like his son Guys, when we come down, we're going to do communion together. And I want you, as we take the elements, because we're going to celebrate Jesus dying on the cross for those things that we struggle with. You can hand them out.